Welcome back to Origins and Adaptations. My name is Andrew. And I'm Cody, and this is episode 53. Woo-hoo! Woot woot. Yeah. Um, we got a great one for you today, folks. Yeah. Uh, filled with... Uh, Miscellaneous comic book news. Surprises. Mystery. Comic, comic book a, news. A, bringing a tear to the eye. We well a laugh to the stomach, tears of agony. Oh no! I'm just kidding. Why? <laughs> um, okay, that makes it sound so wrong. Yeah, so bad. So we're going to start off with a correction, which I said last time. I believe I said Mark Millar wrote Deadly Class, and that is wrong. Uh, it was Rick Remender, um, Remender, who wrote Deadly Class. Mm. So just as a little correction. Uh, I knew I didn't know it, which I said on the last episode, so I wanted to clarify who actually wrote it. Good uh, on you. Yeah, right? Keeping myself accountable. Way to go, Sparky. Stay golden, pony boy. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, right. <sighs> Too funny. We just You're watched incredible. Step Brothers the other- You're incredible. You're incredible. We just watched Step Brothers the other night. It's so funny. Still it never, funny. It never gets old. Yeah. I still- my my memory of the ending of the movie is never as good as the rest. So when I heard Will Ferrell say, "I'm thinking about joining Enterprise," they've got a great what are they? Oh, they've, they've they've got a great um, business. What? Uh, how did he describe it when he saw? He's it's talking, been a while since I saw he, that. Well, so. He's talking about how great their company is. Yeah. And so the last time you really see Will Ferrell, he he's just so stupid and you can tell he's actually learned a little bit about business yeah. since working under his brother Yeah, and it's just so funny he's like they have a great business model <laughs> and, and he just gets so passionate about yeah. it and I love it he's like I just want to work there <laughs> I love that movie yeah it's um, beautiful moving on Brian Michael Bendis the there's a name the uh, Andrew's least favorite Marvel writer uh, is leaving of all Marvel. time or currently currently okay uh, is leaving Marvel. Wow, you must be so stoked. I am stoked. so stoked. Except he is going to DC. <laughs> oh, no. Even worse. And Why couldn't he go to Dark Horse? Uh, they don't do anything anymore. I don't anymore. know. I just, I can't win, Cody. I can't, like. Oh, that's amazing. If he he can, better stay the hell out of Superman. Yeah, right. Like, that's, that's what <laughs> I'm worried. And. If we put him on some obscure character mm-hmm. that people have forgotten about and he brings out of the grave and kind of reimagines and creates, I'm totally fine with that. But it's Brian Michael Bendis, and so they're not. They're going to put him on a freaking team book. It's going to ruin it. Uh, it's just, uh, I I don't know. Did it you was... say on, on a team book? Yeah. Yeah, he's always doing events and teams. And he's oh, not. Oh, and people I, accuse him a lot of wrecking them. So yeah. did you think I said teen? Teen. So he did. Yeah. No, I said team. Ah. Yeah. Correct me. My, my memory for some reason is so bad on this one trade, even though I love it. He did do siege, correct? Correct. Yeah, which I do like that one. Mm-hmm. But I gotta say, outside of that siege era, I'm not familiar with his work before or after. Yeah. I've just read. I read he's, all the siege. He's stuff. good at writing, uh, single characters. I would I will say that his Daredevil run is good, his Jessica Jones run is good. Uh, he had his own when he can create his own story. Like his, he has a series called Powers, and Powers is good. It's just when he tries to take over and 
do characters that have existed for a long time. He throws out continuity and just creates a brand new character. And then it, it just, and in a team book, he'll pick one character and that that's the main character of the book. Like it's not a team book. It becomes that character's book. Which was in Guardians. Is he used to writing for television or something? I, I don't know. Like, but I mean, in, like, do, do, do you know, did, did he write for anything else? Because no, he's been writing comics for the that's, past like, and that's all. I Be- believe so. Yeah. So in television, that would make sense yeah. because you are supposed to follow the arc of one main character, yeah. generally speaking. But in comics, I mean, it's a it's a cluster. You have to follow everyone, and if you don't, yeah. you're gonna upset a lot of people. Yeah, and and I would say there's a core, maybe three or four people. Like if you have a really big team. I, I would understand if some characters get left off. But, yeah, it just becomes it becomes annoying because he writes that one character. And all his characters have the same voice. Like, he doesn't have a distinct voice for how he writes different characters. Mm. Everyone talks the same. Um, which, is to me, is a problem. Because uh, comics, everyone has their very unique uh, voice. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm... I really hope DC knows what they're doing and they just, you know, just put him on a book where he belongs and don't put him on Superman because we did just- Did he get let go from Marvel just, or did he let go? I, he left. Okay. Uh, I think DC offered him more money. Um, huh. I, I just, I don't put him on Superman. <laughs> like we, we have, we finally got a good Superman comic and a good run- and he's he would ruin it. He'd somehow have Lois divorce Clark, and then turn Clark into an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, I I really and then John would do heroin. Oh my gosh! That's what Brian Michael Bendis would, would do. he really do something that insane? Yeah. Oh lord. New topic. Yeah. Which <laughs> brings me to something that I am really stoked about. More, I am more stoked about this than I am sad about Brian Michael Bendis destroying DC because DC has also offered Jonathan Hickman uh, money to come and write stories for them. He There has been no news if he's accepted or if he's doing it, but the fact that DC wants Jonathan Hickman, who at this moment is my favorite writer for comics, um, if you have not re- read his stuff... Uh, he was pro- he was probably the in the past ten to fifteen years he has written the best Marvel crossover event, which was Secret Wars. Okay, uh, and he wrote probably the best line of Avengers leading up to that. Okay, in Secret Avengers. Uh, his Fantastic Four is probably since the Stanley Jack Kirby di- days is probably the best Fantastic Four um, that has ever been written. Um, his he has two other series called uh currently going called the the dead and the dying which is i which i think was pretty interesting pretty unique uh and then something that he hasn't been working on too much but i'm hoping that he gets back into it uh east of west which is really incredible uh and then he has a couple of other projects uh which are finished i believe Manhattan manhattan project was his and he's so yeah uh, cool. No, incredible writer. His 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 worlds and his stories are amazing. I know some people have don't, haven't liked his characters that he like. Like he writes characters pretty weak, not out of character, but he doesn't use them 
them to their strengths. And I would disagree because his Doctor Doom is the reason I love Doctor Doom to this day. Oh, really? Um, it is what his Doctor Doom is what got me to love the character. His Reed Richards is what got me to love the character. Uh, yeah, and his Franklin Richards and all of that um, is incredible. And he set up Marvel to have the best reboot in a way with the end of Secret Wars, and they they ruined it. They they just straight up ruined it. Uh, so yeah, uh, so he has a chance of joining DC, which I'm very excited. I if he comes, I would love him to do something like Justice Society of America. That would be incredible. If they did uh, Justice League of America, bring Martian Manhunter in. Um, any cosmic stuff would be awesome. But yeah, so. Cool. Uh, then Asher Angel has been slated to play Billy Baxton in Shazam. Batson. Did I say Baxton again? Well, it's what, it's what the my typo phone, it's wants what my to say. Says. Batson. I don't know why, I don't know why he keeps... I don't auto correcting the Baxton, and I should know. What is what does he look like? I can't really recall. He looks like a child, but he's, he's a child. Su- he's supposed to. Well, that's good. I mean, <laughs> that, that's the start. Yeah. Um. He, he's not in much, which I think is fine, because since he's younger, and I I actually enjoy that. I would say, the small no name actors have worked out better than their big-name actors. Um, I don't know. Ben Affleck is a good Batman, but Gal Gadot really wasn't anything Mm -hmm. before becoming Wonder Woman. And uh, Henry Cavill, he was in stuff, but I would say he wasn't really big. I think he was in Immortals. Well, I think... I don't think Christopher Reeve was a name before he was Superman either. Yeah, he, yeah. N- not not well. He might have been well known, kind of for being on some soaps when he was younger, um, but I don't think he was a household name until yeah. Superman. Uh, so you could you could say that about both Superman. Yeah, and s- honestly, <laughs> Brand even even though Brandon Routh gets a lot of crap, he's only Brandon Routh because of Superman. Really true. I don't know anyone who references his other stuff. Although he be, is really, he is really funny though in Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Oh, uh, so good. That he, was really he was funny. In, he was in Chuck as well. Uh was Chuck was after uh returns though, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh but yeah, because when he showed up, I was like, Oh, it's Superman. Uh yeah. No, and I'm I like it when they do the the no names. I mean, um Chris Hemsworth was pretty much not a name. He yeah he he, was, he became a name because of Thor. He was uh he was in the first Star Trek movie that but that was pretty much it. Yeah. Before be, before becoming Thor. Um, I'm trying to think of. I know Mark any, Ruffalo yeah. was in a lot of stuff. Ruffalo um, was already a name. Robert Downey Jr. was already a name. Chris Evans was pretty. He was like a weird. It was weird because when they said Chris Evans, I was like, really? Yeah. And now I wouldn't have it any other oh, way. No, because Chris Evans. Was a douchebag character, like he played Johnny the, Storm. He, Johnny Storm, uh, he was the the jock in Not Another Teen Movie. Not Another Teen Movie, and then he was in Sunshine. He was a pilot in Sunshine, um, but his characters were always like you didn't really like them. So when they said he was going to play Captain America, I was like, uh, and then it happened, and I was like, but I, I feel never like go for, back. for a long never time he was just a face, and yeah. because of Cap, now he has a name. Yeah, he was also in a. Romantic comedy with 
Anna Ferris. I don't remember the name of the movie. Oh. Uh so I don't I don't know either. So yeah, Asher Angel. <laughs> uh he, he looks like a child. Does but he look like Billy? Billy Billy Batson is is a child, so He looks like Billy. Yeah. Um So yeah. J.K. Simmons uh is open Billy. to playing J. Jonah Jameson again. Which I think is cool. Yeah. It would be funny if he is J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. It would be funny if we got like a ripped J. Jonah Jameson. Cause he got really fit to play Gordon oh. in Justice League. Uh and so Yeah, it it would be funny. How do you think his Gordon's gonna stack up compared to Gary Oldman? <sighs> I it's not. I don't think you could. Gary Oldman I don't think you could Gary Oldman. Is the part he left off as, the screen as much as Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man? Gary Oldman is he be he well he be he either is is or he became Gordon. Yeah, it's in, it's insane. Like the, I would say maybe in the first one, maybe not, but that was when he was like younger. Right, that's when Batman first started. But seriously, like by Dark even by Dark Knight, you're just like this is Jim Gordon. Yeah, this is insane. Yeah, I need to watch those movies again. Um, I'm down. Rain Johnson, this is huge news. Uh, a lot of Star Wars news came out this past week. Uh, Rain Johnson, I think it's is it Rain Johnson or is it Ryan Johnson? I have you know. heard anyone pronounce his name? I have. I've had people tell me it's Ryan Johnson. Let me look at it. But it's an I instead of a Y. Oh, really? Yeah. And I've, and I've, I've been Ryan calling him, would be weird because I've that's been calling Rain. him Rain Johnson. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, I will let you guys know. Corrections for the next episode. Uh, he is going to be creating a brand new Star Wars trilogy, and this is outside of the Star Wars Skywalker saga. The Sky Wars trilogy. The Sky Wars. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, come I'm on, excited. it really has been the Sky Wars trilogy. The Sky Wars. I am really excited that they're gonna do a whole new. Focus trilogy, yeah, something else entirely. It's going to be ref- refreshing. It's cool that D- DC, uh, Disney, pretty much saw his version of Star Wars, saw Episode Eight, and went, "We need to keep this guy." Um, yeah, it's really cool. Which is, I wonder if he was. I wonder if Disney knew this before, and it's why he wasn't working on Episode Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting to me. And this, I mean, I'm sure there's a reason for this. I want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. So, Marvel, Star Wars, all under Disney. Yeah. What's interesting to me is the fact that Star Wars have they've been kind of doing their own like individual thing for each separate movie yeah. over these past few years. Because Episode Eight looks nothing like Rogue One, mm-hmm. which was nothing like Episode Seven. And yeah, and doesn't look anything like Episode Seven so, either. So how come the Marvel movies? Despite, I'm sure they're, I'm, I'm sure they're trying not to, but mm-hmm. I do feel like they're repeating the same cinematic experience for us every. Uh, Kevin Feige, e- you think you think that's why? Yeah, uh, he has developed a formula that gets like them... we've said a successful one. Yeah, many it's successful times. and. But everything gets stale um, after a while. You could serve someone the same warm meal. Yeah, and, and it would get boring after. I think ten times. I think Infinity War will change that. I'm hoping Infinity War changes it. Uh, 
the best way to look at the Marvel movies, and when someone said this to me, it made a, a lot of sense. Um, it is a TV show. Yeah. When you put the Marvel movies together, you're watching hour-long, two-hour-long episodes of a comic TV show. And so when you view it that that's, way... That's kind of true. When you view it that way, I know it's not the same, but when you... It's always annoying when a TV show is constantly changing, changing the tones every episode. I, yeah, I see. Um, I, I see what you're saying. And so, which they all culminate in like a season finale, mm-hmm. which is what the Avenger movies are. Those are the end of the phases. They start the new phases. Those would be like the season finales. Those are supposed to be the game changers. Um, I would say the first Avengers is totally different than the first Phase One movies. Um, the annoying thing is, and that's that's why I had a problem with Age of Ultron, is Age of Ultron tonally is not different than the first Avengers. Um, because it's it's Joss Whedon. Um, we just get witty dialogue. There's not really any tenseness. Like, uh, Coulson died in the first one, and Quicksilver dies in the second one, but we met Quicksilver in that movie. And so right. we weren't really attached to that character. No, Coulson's, I was like, oh, that Coulson's sucks. death affected me than Quicksilver more than Quicksilver's. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I like Coulson more than I like Quicksilver. Yeah. Uh, and so to, I think a lot of people do to view it that way. I think that's what Kevin Feige is doing. He he created. He even said he created a twenty-two movie story arc. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why they, the tone is similar. It's a it's a formula that works. It gets people in the seats. Mm-hmm. When you go and see a Marvel movie, I think that's what it is. It's safe. You're not going to... We got Suicide Squad. Right. And Batman versus Superman. So when people went to go see Wonder Woman, they were actually surprised because a lot of them had set their bar low. And even me, where I'm in this boat of, yeah, it was good, but to me it didn't match the greatest of the Marvel movies. It was like a subpar... Not subpar. It's a like It's a decent Marvel movie. Which Wonder, right. Wonder Woman was, and when you stack that against Wonder Woman, is the best DC movie right now, mm-hmm. and that's that's where we are, uh, where they haven't created a brand, so they haven't created the safety net of this is what to expect, right? Um, which is, is why this when, is the benchmark. Which is why when Winter Soldier came out, it was like, oh my gosh. This is this is good. Like this right. is this is way way beyond the other Marvel movies, um, because there was even though no like if you think about it, nothing really bad happened. Like no one significant died. Uh, you had a you were kind of on the edge of your seat, mm-hmm. and it was intense, and you didn't know what was going to happen. Um, in the end, nothing really happened except for Shield like getting torn apart. Right, uh, which is huge. It was the only Marvel movie to really affect the universe. I guess um, you could say that's killing off a character in a sense. Yeah, like it hasn't really been the same. Yeah, um, getting rid of Shield. Yeah, uh, and so when you when you look at it that way, with Star Wars, I think the biggest thing is they set it up with Episode Seven. Episode Seven mm-hmm. tonally was the same as Episode Four. And they got a lot of flack on that. Mm-hmm. As much as everyone loved the movie, it broke records. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was back to where we were. I think to a lot of fans, it was too close back to where we were. Um, which is, which, uh, in my opinion, is what we needed. 
Uh, yeah. I love the movie. I will always love the movie. Uh, it is what the Star Wars fans needed because of what happened with the prequels. Um, we couldn't have that happen again. Now, since we got that back, we got Star Wars Friends back. It's not the movie we deserve. Yeah. But it's the movie we <laughs> we need. We need. Uh, <laughs> and then Rogue One came out entirely different tonally. Yeah. Like, it straight up is a is a Rogue One was just such a fresh Star Wars experience. Yeah. Everything was so in the trenches and yeah. so visceral. You felt like you were right there in the nitty-gritty with the characters. Definitely. And so I I think that's a really big part of it is mm-hmm. Star Wars Lucasfilm is ready to branch out and they're willing to branch out because Star Wars is Star Wars. And right. it's 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 a universe that can have incredible stories, and I, I think they have more time. Right, um, they have more time to work on them than the Marvel movies do. We're now getting three Marvels, three Marvel movies a year. I don't think next year we are. I think we're getting two next year, uh, but this year we got three. What's coming next year again? Black Panther and Infinity, Infinity War. Okay, that's right. Um, I, I I couldn't remember Infinity War for some yeah. reason. Um, I'm excited for Black Panther. Yeah, I am too. It's just when I see the trailer for Black Panther, I I already know that tonally it's going to be the same. Yeah, it's going to be the same movie. I'm excited for the visuals. I'm excited for the setting. It's going to be incredible. I'm hoping the CG gets a little better. It looks like it's just full of CG, which what I loved about Thor Ragnarok is that with the CG. Uh, they used a ton of practical effects as well. And so it looked, the the moments when it would be too much in your face, it looked really well done because mm-hmm. they were able to give you a grounding, to, right. which I, every time I see that stupid Justice League trailer, I don't get. Uh, it's just these characters are literally just in front of a green screen. Um, and that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I'm excited for a brand new Star Wars trilogy. Um, yeah. So on Justice League, I just recently watched the trailer, and I was really disappointed in the portrayal of... I mean, I don't really know... Um, uh, what's his name? Cyborg? No, no, Flash? no. Flash? No. Aquaman? Aquaman. Okay. Like, I've never read Aquaman. Like the, <laughs> the depth of my experience with Aquaman is like... Family guy. So, <laughs> oh, when he's like in the ocean, he's yeah. like, Bring "Come me. over here." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but the portrayal they had Jason Momoa, or I don't know if that's his personal spin on it, but it was just really disappointing. Like he just seemed like a jockey kind of douchebag. Chris, you have hit the nail on the head. Okay. The, the annoying thing for me is you have this dude who looks like a savage, could be a really cool, mystical, like almost Thor of the sea. Mm-hmm. And then he's just some, he just, yeah, he seems like some kind of schoolyard bully. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's it like just a, really threw me off. It was like so polar opposite to anything I've ever seen Jason Momoa do. Yeah. And it didn't fit like his look at all. No. Like and, you look like this straight up badass. Yeah. And you sound like a 14 year old, like you said, schoolyard bully type yeah. thing. The His dialogue even seems like it's written by a 14 It was cringy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that It's one of my major problems with this movie, even though it's not out yet, uh, is that you have Cyborg, which that kind of actually is Cyborg's dialogue. That 
in in the comics. Uh, it's not school schoolyard bully, but it's like he says booyah, like that's his catch. That's his catchphrase. Um, he, he's just kind of a young. He's eccentric. He's, and, ju- he's just a young dude. Yeah, a young blowhard. And, like he's on the football team, and uh, his life was changed when he got in a car accident. But he's still, he's still Victor, um, to the core. And this movie is a a stoic, like no personality cyborg. From what I've seen, like it might change when I see the movie. Uh, and then. Aquaman in the comics is a stoic, like, savage, you do not mess with Aquaman because he will, like, he will rip you apart. Like, he just st- he just stands there staring yeah. you down until it's time to fight and he just tears you. Yeah, because he, he yeah. is the king of Atlantis. Like, that is a huge thing. Um, he, I know that Justice Friends really didn't, or Super Friends really didn't give the best portrayal of Aquaman. Or really that era, um, the Silver Age in general. It really didn't. Um, he looked like such a fruit. Yeah. Where Aquaman has the strength to go one-on-one with Superman. Um, well, maybe not Super Superman, but like... He wouldn't win. He wouldn't win. But, but he wouldn't he, die from one punch. No. I would say Aquaman's... Maybe. Maybe. I, would, I don't know. It depends. I would say it, it depends which Superman we're talking about. Yeah. Aquaman's strength level is on par with Wonder Woman's, if not better. Um, I've heard, I've heard people who are really into analyzing the stats yeah. say that Aquaman is more more is strong, str- is stronger, is stronger than Wonder Woman. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and it's not just like talking to fish, but he like it's mind control. So, and something that they've brought in recently, it's telekinesis with aquatic life. Yeah, telepathy. Telekinesis is moving stuff with your mind. He can he can move stuff, can he not? Mm-mm. I have seen him move. I saw him throw a shark corpse on a boat in one read, so I don't know how with his mind. Yeah, I I'm, I I know. I remember seeing that. That's weird. I've never seen Aquaman so, have telekinesis. Yeah. Um, no, he has he has telepathy with with sea creatures. Um, Maybe he like told it to jump onto the boat and yeah. then shut yeah. off its brain function. As it jumped into the boat, I, I remember the artwork. It looked like a zombie shark. I can't remember uh-huh. specifics or what what read this was from. Yeah, but that's my memory of it. Interesting. So we, you know, he has mind powers. Yeah, over aquatic uh, life, and but that doesn't include like goldfish. It's it includes like dormant like leviathans. Wow. So like he right. he has control over. Like prehistoric, yes. Like anything in the sea, which I I hate to tell people this, but there's more ocean than there is land, uh, and he can actually cause tidal waves um, to happen, uh, which is insane. Um, so he when can, you he when can you wipe really when land. you really look at the scope of Iron Man's power, it's Aquaman's. staggering. What, what did I say? Iron Man. I said Iron Man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never even think about Iron Man. I know. He's one of my least favorite superheroes <laughs> at that level of popularity. Yeah. Um, no, when you look at Aquaman's uh, abilities, yeah. like the scope is really wide. It's really yeah. wide-reaching. Yeah. He can do a lot. Like you were saying, the st- causing storms mm-hmm. and a lot. I mean, he can wreck people. Yeah. And so- it's just weird. Do you think we're gonna see that kind of thing in the movie? Do you think he's actually gonna at least be a you know a cool fighter? I, I even if they get even if they totally mess up the personality, do you think they can redeem some of that? By they're going to have him fight. We've already seen in the in the trailer alone. 
he has done more combat than anyone. Uh, I'm not worried about that. Um, I'm I'm just worried about his personality. I'm worried about the CG surrounding him. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're doing that thing where, like, you know, some trailers show a yeah. scene from a movie and, and it's then just, it's never there. It's never Maybe there. they're doing that with his personality. <laughs> Maybe hoping. they're making him seem Chris, I'm, like I'm, a punk I'm, and he's actually going to be awesome. I'm right there with your optimism. But, I, but, dude, I thought maybe, maybe, maybe over Batman versus Superman. I know, same. I was thinking, oh, maybe halfway through he'll character. lose his hair and his yeah. character will change. It never yeah. happened. It's yeah. more kind of like, you know, blind, yeah. sad ambition. Want a Jolly Rancher? <laughs> cherry. It's cherry. Cherry. Here, here you go. It's yeah. cherry. Um, there yeah. we. I went and did it. I had to mention Batman versus Superman. You did. Are we going to ever have an episode where we don't? Well, the movie exists now, so no. Uh, moving on. But oh, why? No, another, we were having so much fun trashing another, something. Another Star Wars tidbit news that came out is that Star Wars is getting its own live TV show um, in 2019. That's really cool. I'm excited yeah. for that. Uh, and once again, it's also not based on the Skywalker saga. Right. So a brand new set of characters, brand new part of the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, theories on what the Rain Johnson, Ryan Johnson, I don't know. I don't care. The Johnson trilogy is going to be. Do you have any theories? Oh, you're asking me my theories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any theories. I have things that I, you know, I hope it does. Yeah. I hope that it's completely different timeline. I don't want any crossover, for, you know, from any other characters. I'd yeah. like it to be completely separate. Okay. Um, yeah. How would you feel about a trilogy that is entirely? You know, just no force using characters at all. Would you I would hate it? Would you hate it? Yeah. Um, the only reason is because, to me, that's what the the Star Wars stories movies are, and I think that we are going to get this trilogy after Episode Nine. Mm-hmm. That this is this is the series that's going to the new trilogy that's going to start. I think I'd be ep- bored with it too um, if, if they nine. didn't do any of that. Uh, I think that's what those the Star Wars a Star Wars story like the Solo movie and Rogue One. Um, I think that's what those are going to be is those non Force movies of characters who are within this universe that we can that are just one offs that we don't need to worry too much about. Mm-hmm. Um, my hope and what I would love is this for it to be an Old Republic movie. Uh, an old Republic trilogy. I would like that very much. As Something well. that uh, a friend of mine brought up that makes total sense and it hurts to say is I don't think we'll ever get an old Republic movies uh, set of trilogy because it doesn't sell. Uh, to you and me as Star Wars fans, we love it. We'd want it. We'd suck it up. We'd be there day one. Mm-hmm. To people who only watch the movies. Uh, and are not Star Wars, like not huge Star Wars nerds and fans, uh, not having a connection to the original movies with a character, uh, with only the the concept of the Force and the Force and lightsabers. Well, I don't think casual Star Wars fans were really savvy about what Rogue One was going to be, and that movie did well. No, but you 
I they saw the Death Star. The Death Star was in yeah. That there, movie. there was there was that they, pull. They knew it was the rebels. They knew it was the Empire. I think there are marketing ploys they could use to sell a, a non. I just don't think a non-related movie as a trilogy. I don't think they're going to go that way. I would say as a as a one-off movie, one of the stories. I think they they could. Yeah. Um, like they do with Rogue One, as their main episode numbers, uh, or even just their main trilogy that they're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to do it. They have to have some sort of connection, um, which to me means make this a trilogy between episodes six and seven. So you you think they're actually going to do that? I I want them to. Yeah. Oh, oh you want them to do that? Yeah. Um, do you want it to be in the same in the same area, in this in like in like the the exact same known no. planets? No, it needs okay. to be at another place, but have the same alien races. Uh, Maybe talk about. There could be references to places we've seen. Talk about like, but the just imp- don't show us like the, the same fall, planets. The fall of the empire, um, all of that stuff. Like you can talk about that, and having that stuff in there will have the casual Star Wars moviegoer go, "Okay, this is something that I know reference to. I can build upon that, and I can create what the, where this movie is." Right. Um. So yeah, I to me, and it made sense. It hurt for me to understand and realize uh, because I really just want the old Republic to be a thing <laughs> in this current no. canon. Uh, literally, the only thing we have from the old Republic in the current canon is the Hammerhead Cruisers. That is the only thing. Um, there's, there's a real lack of not only old Republic, but just all the old lore that stemmed from comics, books, and video games from the 90s. Yeah. They just... They need to. They. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm really passionate about what came out of that '90s era when, when Star Wars really reached its resurgence in like the late '90s with um, the release of the special edition. They yeah. they really started to get into the expanded universe around that same time. Yeah. And Star Wars was really thriving with all these new ideas and new planets and things and. There was a lot, so many cool video games that that were like most of them were like com- were computer games, weren't they? Yeah, like Dark Forces and the Jedi. Yeah, the Jedi Knight series. And they really haven't. They've kind of tossed it all away because you know yeah. con- continuity issues. Well, they also uh, a lot of those stories like they didn't just toss away. They didn't all make sense they, together. They closed. They closed Lucas Arts, which was the their yeah, which their video game to me was a bummer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, which was hard, and then they gave it to EA, who is just ruining Star Wars right now, and so it hurts. Um, but yeah, Mira, who is Aquaman's love interest, is getting getting her own solo title uh, in a comic book. It's her first ever solo title, so well, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, neat. There is a new X Men title called X Men Red. Once again, we do not need another X-Men book. There are, like, four. <laughs> it's just so many. Um, adult Jean Grey will be leading this. So Adult Jean Grey is being revived for the sixth time. Um, we now have Adult Jean Grey leading this new team, and we have Young Jean Grey from the past leading yeah. another X-Men team. I think I've reached the point with X-Men where I... Don't feel like I as as much as I love the X Men. I don't think I need any new X Men stories. Yeah, 
That's just me. Yeah. I know that they're never going to stop making them. The same way they're never going to stop making Batman. Did I tell you, by the way, I, I know I love Batman. Everyone knows that who yeah. has ever listened to the show for five seconds. But did I tell you that I finally came around to the idea that I don't want any more Batman written? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Interesting. I have ju- just come to the conclusion that nothing is. Have e- we ever talked about that on the show? How we? I don't had think this, so. This discussion. We had this discussion a while yeah, ago, a long time ago, like three or with three Ben years Schultz, ago? yeah, our, 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 a friend a of friend ours. ours, yeah. Um, so he he said that one night, yeah. And at the time, I don't know if the idea of it, the the concept, just made me too sad, or the idea of getting rid of Batman was, you know. You know, like getting rid of the Simpsons, you know, yeah. America just can't handle it. Yeah. But no, for comics, I don't know that any new Batman story will ever come close to making me feel the way what's been written already has. Yeah. And I feel like they've done so much with the Bat family that what can you really do now? Right now is probably the closest they've ever come uh, recently. And that's with the uh, proposal between Batman and Catwoman. That's a um, start. That 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 is a start. I'm I'm just saying at this point, my heart wouldn't be broken if they decided to. to so my I'm not saying get rid theory, of Batman and the Bat Family. Put them in put them in team ups and other yeah. things, and just don't have Batman um, have his own story anymore. They keep hinting time and time and again that Nightwing is going to be Batman. Yeah, I mean, um, Dick's been Batman before. Yeah, uh, I think that it's very plausible that's going to happen. I think Bruce, with his whole Bruce proposing to Selena and her saying yes, um, and that it's an actual thing, I'm yeah. I'm wondering if the, it is a step further to the retirement of Bruce Wayne as Batman. Possibly. Um, oh, so getting this back, full, taking yeah. this back full circle, I feel the same way about X Men. Yes, I'm actually more so with Batman. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. I'm still gonna read it. Yeah. With X-Men, I can't say that I've picked up anything... That was a loud pop, sorry. That's fine. I can't say that I've picked up anything current from X-Men in the past 10 years. Yeah. Everything that I've read has been at least 10 years back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I research things, and, and nothing has ever looked interesting to me <laughs> enough. It's really not. Like, I've, I've taken a look at X-Men Red and X-Men Blue and X-Men Gold... And I think I think they're still doing Uncanny X Men. I I don't know where they're at with that, but it just it didn't interest me because they have this mix up of they got rid of the New Mutants and they have this weird. They brought in the old team, the first class team, as these young characters from the '60s, uh, in the in this modern day, which I think could have been cool with a, like a fish out of water situation but they've it was written by bendis um and so it's now it's now like this whole thing where they all sound the same and yeah. it's not good i don't like any of the characters except for maybe beast because yeah. beast is old beast is being written terribly now uh and this new beast is kind of like bringing back the Old Hank McCoy. Um, I would say that's the only interesting part. I haven't really liked how they're doing Wolverine. Um, and now Logan is back. So we have three Wolverines. It's just like, stop. 
It's it's ridiculous. Marvel's always had an oversaturation of variant titles, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, yeah. I, I know like you always defend the fact that a lot of those different Spider-Man titles are great. Uh, or do you, you you said that? No, like, I've always hated that. That's you, one you, of my. You told me that biggest pet you, you, you told me you like a lot of those. I've only read Amazing Spider-Man. I thought well, you no, you like Ultimate Spider-Man. Do you not? Yeah, but that's so. I would say, and you, that's to me. See, you, to me, you that's never different. got in. I thought you told me one time. I never got into not sp- on the show. You you never got into Spectacular. No, I never read it. I, I thought never you read told Peter me you Parker. liked all those. There was like five Spider-Man comics going at one point. Well, no, I I agree. It, yeah. I thought you were defending that. Mm-mm. No, I've I must have misunderstood. I've always you. hated it because then they. I know you like Ultimate. Yeah, and see that that's the difference is. The spectacular and, uh, like the Peter Parker Web of Shadows stuff. Mm-hmm. That's still all six one six Spider Man. Mm-hmm. So to get the rest of the Amazing Spider Man's, like if they did a big story arc, they'd do a crossover with those series. So then I'd have to go and read those. Yeah. Um, and that always annoyed me. So I never, I never read them out of print. Okay, so you feel the um, same way. Yeah. But I've always thought that Ultimate, Marvel just had too many titles yeah. for, diff- for for the same character. Ultimate Spider-Man is a different universe. Like it's an entirely different character. Right, but and it's so, still it's still just, you that, know. That's like reading Earth 2 stuff and Earth 1 stuff. Yeah, you're right because it is it is kind of its own thing yeah. and they're not coming out with them weekly. No. And like there's yeah, yeah so the Ultimate series was the only series I had. I had that exception for. Um, That's fair. Um, I'm just, I don't know. No, I, like I, I'm look, put off by having so many titles at, for the same character. You look at DC, and it's, we have Nightwing. Right. We have, and even Batman only has, really only has two. Um, there was a time when I thought there was an oversaturation of Batman, too. There was, and it I'm, was New I'm, 52. I read it. The Bat Family took over the DC universe. Ugh, it was just everywhere. Yeah. It was just bat vomit. Yeah, because right now, right after Bruce Wayne returned. Yep, that was New Fifty Two. Actually, it's yeah. no, it started around with Batman Incorporated, right? Um, well, actually, now that I think of it, so around the time of Batman and Robin with Dick and Damien, mm-hmm. um, you had the return of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and I think Kevin Smith was writing his own Batman title. Was he? I thought he was writing Green Arrow. I thought he was writing something else. I c- I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there was one. Maybe it wasn't Kevin Smith. There was some other Bat title. Okay. And there's just there's just a lot of Batman coming out at the time, and even I was like, "Geez, how how do I follow this?" Yeah. No matter how invested you are, I mean, how much money do you want to spend a week a week on comics for the same character? Exactly. Um, it's it's annoying because. To me, we we don't need a new X Men title. We really don't, um, and it's why I stopped reading Marvel in general. I know some people have kept saying like, "Oh, but this is good." It's like they're going to ruin it. Um, they keep canceling the good stuff. They it gets like seven or eight issues in, and then they cancel it. It's like okay, well there goes that. Mm-hmm. So yep, it's it's just annoying. I I don't know where the comic side of Marvel is. What it's doing, because I don't think it knows what it's doing. Do you think comic book writing in general is more hit or miss now than ever before? No. No? Um, well, there was the times that it was only miss. I mean, when it does both. 
Uh, Obviously, in the in the Silver Age, it was just bad. Yeah, there was a lot of bad stuff back then. And you could make the argument that a lot of the mid to late '90s is pretty bad it's, too. It's really bad. Um, I would say I would actually say uh, the 2000s. The 2000s. 2000 to 2010 was a lot of hit and miss stuff. Okay. Um, oh, like with Secret Invasion and Civil War. Civil War was good at the beginning, but by the end of it, uh, everyone was done with it. I feel um, like that was the era where there just started to be so many, uh, and that was like so many crossover events. Yeah, yeah, that and was, they just keep running with it. That was the that's when the like the summer crossover event like essentially started, mm-hmm. um, and it just killed it. I would say 2010 to 2014 was another like that was a lot of the new 52, where it was just a lot of misses. Um, and where Marvel had a lot of misses as well. Had, that's the thing is Marvel had a lot of good stuff. Um, Brubaker's uh, Captain America. Is, oh, I've read that run. Is really good. Isn't and that then, Captain America Reborn? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, good. That was really good. And then there's also, uh, I think it's Rick Remender. Uh, his his Captain America is incredible as well. Um, but yeah, it's like there's just stuff where it's you have good content and you have good comics and then it's just there's i think it's because there's so many comics there's so many titles there's so many lines um i would say right now we actually have like dc this is the strongest dc has been in a long time um valiant it has is making a comeback um i was talking with chris at i like comics and uh he was saying that i got guys will come in and just get valiant like that's all the they pull, really. Um, because it's solid, and I've read it. Like I've read three Valiant titles so far. I have three trades, and it's really good stuff. It's actually really solid. Um, Image is probably the best it's ever been right now. Um, so many good titles are coming out for Image. So it's it's sad. It's I would say it's just Marvel right now. Marvel is having its misses. Um, yeah. And I would say Dark Horse is Dark Horse will always just be Dark Horse. Like no one It's like we said last was it last episode? Yeah. That it's just kinda there. It's just there. It's an entity. Um and then uh Vertigo is coming back next year. So I don't know. We I would say this is actually a really good time for comics. Well it sounds um, like it according to people who are reading the new D C titles, um, it's kind of a Phoenix rising from the ashes right now. It really is, yeah. Which is good. Uh, good for DC. Yeah. Speaking of which, Connor Kent, uh, who is Superboy Prime, uh, is returning in December. So Superboy has been missing from the DC universe since like 2008. Yeah. Um. So this is a huge deal. That's exciting. Um. We're. I'm hoping that when he comes back, we'll get like a. a Tim. I always like Superboy Prime. If we get Connor Kent, Tim, and then if they bring Cassie Wonder Girl back, that's that's the golden. Yeah, that's, that's cool. golden right there. That's really cool. Um, throw in Garth Beast Boy. That's a good team. Call it Young Justice. We're good to go. <laughs> um, for those who do not know, that was the Teen Titan team from like 1990 to like 2008. Um, one of the best Teen Titan teams in my opinion as much as i love the original teen titans 
Superboy's death was probably one of the most emotional reads um, where Cassie's like holding him in her arms and he's, yeah, it's just too much. So good. Um, so he he might be returning or he is returning that's, in December. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, so I'm hoping we get some more of those dynamics. I have an attachment to Connor Kent because he was, Superboy was booming around the time when I started to go into comic book yeah. stores and see him. Because he was or one or, of the- Or see, see Superman comic books and I would see him on the pages. Because he was one of the uh, five Superman- yeah, and the cool thing is he really for a while he really stayed like he was in different things. Mm-hmm. Um I you don't really hear much about the eradicator or um, <clears throat> the eradicator cyborg back for wow, I just said that really weird. Or or um, or steel. I mean like they brought both those characters back actually. They're just with well, rebirth. They're just not really but they haven't been present for a very 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 long time. Very long time. Um, you, you told me you said steel. Yeah, he you was. Told, on, you told me they brought him back. That's yeah, right. he was on Superwoman with Lois Lane. No, Lon, Lana. Lana Lane became Superwoman, and so he was on that with her. Mm. Uh, and then, and then Eradicator did come back and got beaten to death, essentially, and thrown. I think he got thrown in the Phantom Zone by Superman and Lois Lane. Nice. Yeah, Lois. That's when she became Batmom, and. <laughs> like, they went to the moon where Batman... This sounds so outrageous, but they went to the moon, which, of course, Batman has a base on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she found, like, a bat mech suit that I'm pretty was pretty sure was designed to fight Kryptonians. Uh, so she's in that, and she fights Eradicator. Because he's trying, he's trying to kill John, um, because John is half-human, half-Kryptonian, and so he's imperfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to, to Eradicator... Um, He's perfect in my book, because he's so great. Go read Super Sons. And then there's Cyborg, right? The, the Cyborg one, yeah. That was the weird one. Yeah. I always forget about him, because Eradicator looked just so much cooler than he did. He looked similar, but yeah, definitely yeah. cooler. Um, he's the one that, like, half his face was metal, right? He just reminded me of Super Terminator. Yeah. Um, it's just like... But yeah, Superboy... Arnold Schwarzenegger is Superman. Superboy Prime was... The one who came out of that series, yeah, he was the um, one that everyone liked, yeah, because he was charismatic. I remember he was edgy. He was edgy. Yeah. So there, there was the leather jacket and the earring. Yep, yep. And the crazy hair. I think I think he had like kind of shaggy hair on top, but like the sides were shaved, yep, and he had yep. a line, dude. So or if two you on took, the sides. If you took people's uh, fashion design, I would say maybe three or four years ago, that was Superboy Prime's. Mm-hmm. He was he was he was in before in was a thing. Yeah. Uh, and I remember one of the first cutouts that I saw was in a, it's in the Marvel versus DC crossover from the nineties. And I think it was like 1995. Mm-hmm. Can, can you remember the year that Marvel and DC did their classic crossover beatdown where they pitted all the superheroes against each other? No. Ugh. I was three. If it yeah, was I know, but I know, but like, I would think between the two of us, one of us would remember the year. Mm-mm. Anyways, um, he is in one of those books and he's magically taken, transported to another area to fight another superhero from Marvel. Okay. And uh, where where he was was yeah. on, a, on a beach and he was holding two chicks in the air. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so, that was the 90s. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. But it was kind of classic at the same yeah. time. Um, TMNT. So, that, so that's Superboy. Uh, TMNT. 
and Enchantress are the next characters to join Injustice Two, and this I is... hope I hope the uh, graphics for Enchantress are as good as they are in Suicide Squad. They're better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they're. Uh, I would say it's better. Um, and I threw her in there because they announced her, but come on, she's not the one that we want to know about. Freaking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, are in Injustice Two. And not just one. They better make the turtles design right. Oh, it, it they look correct. You've seen them? Oh yeah, they should. And you didn't show me? I thought you did. No, man. I, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. You, you'll show me after I this. Will. It's I'm, it's awesome. I didn't and, like, know the design the, was out. They got the personalities down. Yeah, it's good. Um, one little thing, and I'm really excited about this. I want to see their gameplay because when when they show up, Mikey goes, "I'll take." I'll take on on Enchantress essentially, and he goes to go fight her, and Leonardo stops her, him, and says, "No, we fight as a team. We'll take her together." Uh, I and I'm hoping that means not they're not just doing that as like a character thing, but if that's gameplay mechanics, is you fight as all four of them, and so their com- their combos are each other. I think that would yeah. be really cool. You, I would say. You get to choose their initial, the initial person who you're fighting with mostly, but like their combos are each other coming in to help out, mm-hmm. um, and their super move is like it's them fighting together. I think that would be really cool. It'd be cool to give them an individual move too. Yeah, it, like yeah. they're like that's what I was saying. The the core base character would be you could choose separately which ones are, mm-hmm. um, but then like their combos and stuff would be with each other. Yeah, that'd I, be cool. I think that would be really innovative, actually, for um, NetherRealm to do. Uh, and I, I'm excited. Um, have to get back into that game. Uh, one interesting thing is Gal Gadot won't do Wonder Woman 2 if Brett Ratner is involved. So I didn't know this, but Brett Ratner, his production company is one of the the producers of... Uh, Wonder Woman. Okay. Did not know that. Uh, the reason why is because it just came out that Brett Ratner is a terrible human being, which I knew from a long time ago. You're going to have to tell people um, who he is and what he does. So Brett Ratner was the person who did X-Men Last Stand. Okay. Uh, I don't know what he's done after that. Um, I can't say off the top of my head. Uh, he ruined the X-Men series, in my opinion. Um, I've never liked his movies, and you it think, just, you think that was him specifically? Yes, uh, and one of the reasons why I know that is because uh, this just came out recently. That so for those who do not know, uh, Ellen Page was Kitty Pride, right? Uh, and that was one of her. I think it was like, if not her first, one of her first roles. Yeah, she was. Uh, she really was a young. baby in that. Yeah. Uh, she, she's a lesbian, and she didn't really come out till just recently, like to the world. Right. But she, in private, she did. Like people knew in the industry that she was. Right. Uh, and at that time, I think she was in a a weird place of she didn't know if she was or not. Mm-hmm. Like she was confused, and he took one of the, like the the set aids, and he like pointed, and it was a it was a girl, and he said like. Like, F her, and then you'll know if you're gay. 
Like what? Yeah, like it was this whole thing, and that's just vile. Yeah, what an ass. Yeah, and that's that's like I read that story, and I was like, I, I this guy. So Gal won't work with this guy, and that yeah, it sounds so, like for good reason too. Yes, it's for very good reason. Um, I'm. It's hard. I didn't know anything about this dude. I mean, it's hard because WB I think has a contract with his company. So it means that WB is going to have to take that loss. Wow. Um, in order to keep Gal Gadot because I think them losing Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman is way worse than losing money in their contract. Totally. Um if they lose Gal Gadot, they will lose money. Yeah. Then so I people like I her appreci- as Wonder yes. Woman. Yeah. I appreciate Gal Gadot. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that she's doing it. I respect the heck out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of good stuff is happening in Hollywood right now. A and lot a, of terrible stuff is coming out. A lot of out. weird stuff's happen- happening, yeah. man. Like, but people. I, I think it's good. Like, it's not good that happened. That's terrible. I won't justify or defend any of that. Mm-hmm. No, but I think it's good that people are finally coming out and talking about it. Um, it's funny because it's it's been one of those like. It's funny because I have I have friends secrets. who feel like nowadays everyone's trying to out everyone else, no matter how small the crime. And yeah. I don't I don't know that I agree with that. Yeah, um, to me, any it's it's the weirdest thing is like sexual miscon uh, sexual misconduct mm. is horrible. Don't do it, it. It really. It's like it really was overlooked for a very very long time yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah, it's like stop. Keep your hands to yourself. You know, put your junk back in your pants. <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's like, be a decent human being. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that hard to ask for, really. It's. I, I feel like I try to do it every day, and I'm pretty successful. I've <laughs> never sexually assaulted anyone, so I, I feel like they could do it. They could definitely try. It's not asking Although, too much. It's not. It's really not. Um, no, I'm I'm happy that this is happening. I think, I think it's going to have major impacts on Hollywood. Um, I think it's going to change a lot, which I think needed to be changed because none of this stuff was, none of this stuff was like, oh, without this, the movie industry's not going to last. So like, this is stuff that needed to get out and go, it needs to go away. Um, so I'm excited for it. Good for Gal Gadot, uh, freaking putting WB in their place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I know that DC just also fired fired an editor for the same kind of reasons. Um, so, good stuff is happening. Uh, <clears throat> then, to finish off the news, Iron Fist 2, Season 2, starts filming next month. That's all I have to say about that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, let's talk about... Our main event. Main event time. So we uh, changed this. We did. Last minute. We were minute. going to do the Marvel, where Marvel is currently. I'm going to do that two weeks from now. I will do it. I keep saying I'm going to do it. Maybe that'll be a thing. Like, I'll just keep saying it. No, I am going to do it. Next week is going to be Justice League. Uh, but this week is... So a friend of ours um, came, up, came over to our house today and posed this question. If you could create a fantasy team... Of superheroes, 
who would be on your fantasy team. And, and we, we did and it we like did a draft. draft. Yeah, we like drafted. Like a basketball team. It was yeah, great. It was really fun. Um, Five spots, too, the same way you have yeah. your center, your your three guard, your two guard, and your yeah. one. You got your point. So if you guys want to do this ever, we highly recommend it. It was really fun. It was really cool. I got Probably so into the it. the nerdiest thing we've ever done. I'm not going to lie. Uh, oh no! I've definitely yeah. I you're right. I've um, never done anything nerdier than that especially myself. Especially the fantasy league we did afterwards, which was Star Wars. And we did I a Star like, Wars. I feel like one. it was even nerdier when we did Star Wars. I feel like yeah. You and we, I, you and I both took it to a whole other level in yeah, that one. Uh, and so we have five categories. It was a five man team. Uh, you have your cosmic super being, um, who is. It doesn't have to be someone from the cosmos, but it's just someone who is incredibly, incredibly powerful. Right. Um, ben actually mentioned a few today that I'm like, why didn't I even think about that? Uh, who are some of the names? Um, so Adam Warlock was one. Okay. Uh, actually, I don't think Ben brought that up. A friend of mine did. Uh, and then Legion from X-Men, Oh yeah. The, like one, the most powerful mutant uh, ever. And so it's like that. That is. That is definitely hands down a winner. Mm-hmm. Um, Got your leader. Yeah, so you have your cosmic, you have your leader, your team leader, you have your... Uh, acquired power. Your acquired power, someone who has, wasn't born with powers but acquired acquired them throughout their life. You have someone who was born with their powers, mm-hmm. and you have a non-superpowered hero. Non-superhero, yeah. Um, and so my team, and I had fun with this. Like, I didn't really, I feel like I didn't take this as seriously as I took the Star Wars one. Yeah, um, I took them both seriously, but yeah. a lot of my picks were taken. I yes. was outdrafted. Yeah. Um, even though I think you went first, though, I believe. But that's a whole Well, thing. yeah, but it works differently towards the middle of, the, yeah. of your deal. Um, and so. I, I made sure that I had the most intelligent person first. Yeah. Which uh, I don't regret that at all. Uh, it was towards the middle. So my, my team. Was definitely definitely a an a, a cent, eccentric, eccentric. I can't even say the word. Eccentric. Well, team. it was eccentric, but I would say above all, it was obscure. It was very so obscure. So this guy on his team, you had Hyperion. I had Hyperion. You had Constantine. I had Constantine. You had. I'll, Mar- I'll say them. So Hyperion was my cosmic. Yeah. I had Martian Manhunter as my team leader. I had John Constantine as my acquired power. I had. Uh, Valerie Richards, who is Reed Richards' daughter, as my born with superpowers, and then I had Punisher as my non, uh, non superpower. Yeah, um, non super. Yeah, I don't know why this is my team. Yeah, it's very, it's very, very slapdash. It's they're uh, all really cool. They're all really cool characters, and they're all powerful in their own way. Right. But they don't work together as a team. No. They're, this is not a team. Uh, it, yeah. I I just wanted to have fun with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think someone, I don't know where it was brought up, but I think someone gave me the challenge of giving obscure characters. Yeah, and I think um, in doing that, you help one of our friends who is less familiar with superheroes, so yeah. he, he got to choose a little bit more easily. Yes, uh, and so your team. You took one for. I took one for the team. For, yeah, you took one for the team. Your team. My team. So for my team leader, I had Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I believe AJ had already picked Captain America and Batman. Yes. Um, but but for my uh, for my uh, I I picked my first person based off of intelligence. Yeah. Which it wasn't really it, intelligence wasn't really a category, but I wanted to make sure that I fulfilled that, so I picked Reed Richards. Yeah. Um, as my acquired, acquired power. power. Yeah. Born with was my was Wolverine, mm-hmm. and then I had non super was Daredevil, yeah. and my cosmic was Thor. Yeah, and I the way I the way I actually analyzed it, the way I looked at it functionally was, if you have a team and there's too much power, it can get in the way yeah. of them accomplishing a task because. I, I was looking at it more like, what could this team do, like, right off the bat? Yeah. Like, you throw them into a situation right away, how is the team going to work together? Yeah. And the way I look at it is, like, let's let's take a look at our friend Kevin's team, for instance. Yeah. It would take Superman, Iron Man, Hulk, Silver Surfer, and Professor X probably 10 years to learn to work well together. I would, I would think there's just, there's just a lot going on yeah. there. Yeah. Work in a way where they aren't creating oodles of destruction. Yeah, you know. Um, however, that team is overpowered and would totally crush mine in just a brawl. Yeah. Um, but I was like, if you had an invasion of some kind, you could have Thor holding off a lot of like random alien types, and yeah. with with his power, you could have Nightwing and Daredevil working together magnificently on the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, protecting people you could have reed who is he could that dude could literally be anywhere at any given time in a spaceship on the ground yeah um anywhere and he's so smart he would know the precise the you know the the correct thing to do at any given time and i picked wolverine as my acquired power as my born with power because the guy can fight and he is so tenacious that dude does not give up Mm -hmm. and Similar to Nightwing and Daredevil, he has a background in serious martial arts. Yeah. I picked Nightwing because not only is he a great leader, but one thing he would have on, let's say, a cap is he also has keen detective skills, if in, if in case he needed to use that for some reason. Yeah. Um, so I there was, a, there was a reason why I picked the way I did. I think I might have been over-analytical, if anything, mm-hmm. because... One one thing I wasn't paying attention to when we made the teams was I didn't realize the number one deciding factor was who could outbrawl the other team. I was making just the most cohesive unit, um, and I think if see we, I I if didn't, we had all made I our teams I didn't, based I didn't come I didn't base my votes on that. What's up? Uh, I didn't bo- base my votes on that. Oh, um, I I based mine on. Uh, doing end of end of the world scenarios. Um, and which team would tackle, uh, the variety better. Um, and I think that's why, cause you, your first round was against AJ. Um, I think so. Cause yeah. mine was against Kevin. Um, that's why I chose Kevin's, I mean, AJ's, uh, because he, he had Dr. Strange, mm-hmm. um, and he had Captain America, uh, and Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and those three, um, I feel like Wonder Woman can work with anyone. And yeah, totally. Captain America can work with anyone. Uh, and then he had Batman. It, he just had a, a really solid... Y- your team was good, but it, in a weird way, I feel like 
his team was like the old experienced team and yours was like the young new new even though you had Reed Richards uh mm-hmm. and Thor like for some reason and Logan yeah like for some reason though in my head that was like the new like oh. the new up and coming team uh I think it's cuz you had Nightwing as your leader um and as as great as he is a leader he's one of my favorites uh to me Captain America just has more experience in different world ending scenarios absolutely um, and he if, if you're trying to go for who's the best leader like he would have been my number one pick but he was he, picked already he yeah. was already picked yeah. um and i and i wasn't picking in order like i said i wasn't sure what the criteria would be yeah so i made sure that i picked the smartest person yeah. first i should have picked the best leader first yeah and then and then batman it to me is right on there not as much as reed but like he's one of those like we're prepared for any scenario kind right of right guys. right um, Wonder Woman is a strategist and a warrior. Uh, any dark... I pick Nightwing because he tends to work well with others better no, than no, Batman. No, no, he, he he does. Um, which is why I which wouldn't... is so ironic because he learned from Bruce. Yeah, and Bruce taught him how to work with the team. Yeah, but when you look at look at Nightwing and Bruce at the end of the day, Nightwing's the better team he, team. Uh, no, and yeah, he's he's the never, better team player. I would never put Batman as team leader. Um, which is why. Having him as your non-powered. I mean, um, older Batman, I would. Older Batman, I would. Maybe young yeah. Batman, definitely not. No. He is in the shadows. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, Doctor Strange, because we did any art incarnation, and Doctor Strange is just so OP, and that's why he's he cosmic is. level. Yeah. Um, and that just stops any one of my biggest things that I kept bringing up was like any any magic user invasion. Uh, and he had Doctor Strange to help counteract that. Um, and then, who was his, who was his acquired? His acquired power was Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. That was the one I was like, actually it kind of fits because that's another like, if like a demonic entity tries to invade, Ghost Rider's there to stop it. But he's also street level stuff. Um, whereas... Um. Whereas I know I would, I thought my acquired power was so, more solid. Yes, Reed I Richards. Would, Reed Richards to me is a better acquired power. Um, but that's so I was looking at as from that point of view, and so I saw a from a variety point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say his team won in the vote. Yours is a solid team, and I really like your team. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where I, because that's why that's where I was told. Uh, right, and which is why I chose characters that like each one of my characters on their own is insane. Right, um, right, right, and they have the ability to stop what they're good at. Right, um, and so that's where I was coming from. And then I was like, I didn't even think about it as a team. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, and so uh, when I saw his team, I was like, his team on an average, is going to stop more world-ending events than yours. Yours is going to be awesome. Right. Uh, and I would love to see yours on screen and in a comic. Yeah, um, as a show. Yeah, but his just has experience. Um, and he will also, the num- honestly, the one thing is that he has more OP characters than I do. Yeah. Uh, that, that really is it. And then I don't even, I think at, by that time we, because to me Reed, I enjoyed- Reed, Reed, Thor, and Logan are very experienced. Yeah, I don't know if it's. But if they're it, not your team leaders. No, they're, they're not the ones giving out the shots and telling people where to go. I think that that was my biggest thing is Captain America being the team leader mm. was the biggest thing because he's gone through so much. He has, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And then... I, I was even, also thinking about how successful the Teen Titans were with in in, in, or in uh, Young Justice. Yeah. With Nightwing as the leader. I yeah. mean, there were some pretty catastrophic events, and you got to remember Dick was the leader during those times. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I Like craziness. That, that show got so crazy. Yeah. But to me, it doesn't compare to the... The invasion of Thanos, <laughs> no, um, which Cap helped lead. Uh, I thought Kevin this... had the most OP, and I, th- but it would be I, so I hard. To go back I, thought, and, I thought to contain. I want to go back and. I know, looking at AJ's team compared to Kevin's. Now that I think about it, we voted for Kevin, uh, but I. I don't know. I feel like AJ's team. Oh, I fits. didn't vote for Kevin. How did Kevin win? Did Kevin win? Yeah, I thought AJ won. I thought so too. Wait, no. Uh, if I, there's no way because there wasn't if a tie. I, if I voted for Kevin, you voted for Kevin, and I voted for Kevin because Kevin won. No, 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 no. But I didn't. I didn't actually give it to Kevin. I didn't. I he wasn't who I picked. No, I'm saying I might have been misunderstood. If, for some reason. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I voted for AJ. I totally thought he had the more cohesive team. Because yeah. for me, it, it was all about team cohesion. No, I always yeah. had a problem with... I've Okay, I've got a big problem with Superman and the Hulk being on the same team. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, you have Silver Surfer and Iron Man. Um... I thought Professor X was a really smart choice. Yeah. That's an intelligence and telepathic yeah. dude. That's crazy. That's awesome to have. But I I had a problem with the insurance liability of his team, mm-hmm. and that's what I was very vocal about from the get-go, so I don't know why anyone thought that I picked him. I was very much in favor of AJ's. Huh. His, his list was head and shoulders better than any of ours. I... Like as as soon as I looked at his, how team, do I remember the Star Wars turnout more than the superhero turnout? It was the more recent one. Yeah, and I that was the one that was we focused on the most. Like this, the superhero. Oh, you and I got so analytical oh about that. It, guys, it was so fun, guys. We, uh, like when people, we should, we, when we should people, talk to AJ and Kevin more about this. By yeah, the way, yeah, because they we think will. that we picked Kevin, and well, Kevin. Okay, in all honesty, none of our lists were bad. No, they were um, all. They were all. I would say mine was pretty bad. <laughs> in terms of will, unity, in will, terms of unity, yes. I will, I will admit mine was bad. Well, I know you, and I know me, and I think you and I picked yeah. certain characters for different, for specific reasons, other than what the ultimate goal was supposed to be, which was two things: mainly protecting from some huge ass invasion; secondly, who could destroy who. Mm-hmm. AJ's team was going to do that, I think. Anyway, dude, think about it. Wonder Woman and Doctor Strange alone, Cap and Batman on the streets while they're fighting the big wigs. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And yeah. then Ghost Rider's cool. He he is the throwaway out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think that Ghost Rider, incidentally, even though I think his list is amazing. I think Ghost Rider is probably the biggest throwaway character out of any of our picks. I like Ghost Rider okay, but yeah. I would take 
I would take for for acquired or born with powers. I would take. So who who did you have? Uh, Valerie. Born for, for born with, yeah. Very smart. And John Constantine. I would take both them over Ghost Rider. I would take Wolverine or Daredevil over Ghost Rider, personally. Oh, yeah. And I would take who did Kevin have? He he oh he had Professor X and he had the Hulk. Didn't he? For born for born with and acquired? He, yes. Yeah. Didn't we all have to pick a non super? What? Didn't we all oh um he picked he picked Iron Man, Iron Man was his non super, yeah. See the thing is though, I thought AJ made it clear beforehand that Iron Man had to be an acquired because his ultimate suit is way too OP. Uh I you countered that you counteracted that with Batman and Batman's Superman Crusher thing. Oh, that wasn't what the point of me mentioning that was. I was I was just trying to say that if you had Iron Man and Batman go toe to toe, it would depend on which version. Uh, Batman. I'm saying Batman oh, could win. You saying that though changes my. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So I mean, this just goes to show yeah. people that there is no right answer. This is all yeah, this a bunch was, of nerds having fun. Yeah. And the, this is who the, we are. We're not. We're at the end of the day, we don't know everything. It's no. just. This is fun. It was fun. This is a blast. Uh, no, and I would say the weird thing is we were so specific on our Star Wars. Like we yeah, let's get into it. That was that so this, I know we already did our superhero yeah. one, but let's talk about so just our Star We did Wars. our superhero like I feel like we could have gone the, the hardest thing is we had Kevin with right. our superheroes and we just it was so hard to go in depth, especially with my team. Right. Which is so obscure, and I was really the only one who knew about their superpowers. And so it was hard for me to defend because I couldn't, I could have been making everything up and no one would know, except for maybe John Constantine and Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Uh, no, and so the Star Wars, though, the criteria for Star Wars was it had to be a character who had appeared in the movie or was talked about in the movies. Uh, so all of us knew only two force users too. Uh, there's two you force max, users. You could max out. Yeah, two force users. Um, the team was one actual force user, like that is their main goal. Right. A team leader, a uh, non force user, mm-hmm. a uh, a pilot for uh, specifically for star fighting, and then miscellaneous, um, and then miscellaneous could be for any other reason. Uh, I I loved that criteria too. Yeah, it, it fit perfect for a Star yeah. Wars team. And it w- it was it re- worked really well. And you had to base it off of a full scale galactic kind of assault. Yeah, um, not just space, but also on the ground. Uh, and if the team once again, if the team worked together, yeah, um, cohesion is always the point. It's like uh, getting back to the basketball analogy. Yeah, you can't just have five centers out on the court. Yeah. You or 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 five fours or you know you yeah. can't you know big men are good but you can't just have just a bunch of big dudes running around exactly, on the court it doesn't yeah. make any sense so you gotta uh, have your point guard you gotta have your shooting guard so my team uh which somehow just came together like really well yeah and I didn't even realize I watched mine unfold in front of my eyes I was like yeah. no one's gonna pick these people yeah. I can't believe it that's, yeah that's you, hilarious yours was. 
mine was so that, damn obvious. And like, like, no one's picking these characters. Yeah, I think what was funny is when we got to we got to round three, and you're like Han Solo as pilot, and Aja went. Han Solo got to round three. Yeah, like, yeah. He's he's like, like he's he a, was. He, he's he's like he's like how how is he not a top yeah. tier pick? Um, the problem was is uh, Lance joined us on this one, so there was five teams, and Lance, AJ, and Kevin went dark side first. Right, like that was their first picks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I went light side. Mm-hmm. And my first pick was Obi Wan, uh, as my force user because mm-hmm. I am not not choosing Obi Wan. Right, uh, your fave. And you went um, Luke Skywalker as your team leader. Yep. As your number one. The others went Darth Maul as a Force user, Darth Vader as a Force user, and uh, Admiral Thrawn as a team leader. Mm. Uh, those are solid picks. Those are their best team. <laughs> like, those are the best players on their team. Right, yeah. Um, and I would say, I would say Palpatine on Lance's team is also as a team leader is a really good pick. Mm-hmm. The rest is the rest of his team is what is his downfall. Mm-hmm. Uh and so I had Obi-Wan um as my team as my force user. I had Mace Windu as my miscellaneous uh just coming off the bench, do what you want to do. Right. Uh I had Lando as my non force user, Lando Calrissian. Uh and then I had Leia as my team leader and Wedge Antilles as my pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a solid team, um, right? And and that's your your team, which you should say. So my team uh, was Luke Skywalker as my mm-hmm. leader. I had Ray as my force user. Mm-hmm. I had Chewbacca as my non force user. Mm-hmm. I had IG eighty eight as my miscellaneous. Mm-hmm. And I had Han Solo as my pilot. pilot, which is a really solid team. Um, and which is kind of cool that it wasn't up to us to decide who won. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other the other teams, Kevin's was uh, Admiral Thrawn as their his leader, and um, his force user was. Who was his force user? Oh, Snoke. I thought I thought he, he had Kylo Ren, didn't he? No, that was AJ. Oh, oh that was he AJ. Had, okay. He had Plagueis as his force user, Snoke as his miscellaneous, Poe Dameron as his pilot, which was the downfall of his Yeah, team. as soon as he did that, I was like, I knew, I mean, of course it's fun to pick your favorites, because I, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, I love Thrawn and I love yeah. Poe, but, I mean, if we're, if the whole point is competition. Yeah. It, yeah, it, you throw cohesion out the window, and you already have a huge reason as yeah. to why your team isn't going to win. Yeah, so you have Poe Dameron, Jabba the Hutt as miscellaneous, or or as non, non-force non user. Mm-hmm. Um, his team has powerhouses. Admiral Thrawn is one of the best leaders, if not the best leader in the Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe, you know, arguably one of the best leaders in the entire Star Wars galaxy. Yes. Uh, in the saga. The, the problem is, and we've seen this with the Star Wars Rebel TV show, is no matter how great your strategies are, you need people to follow through with them. Yes. Um, Poe Dameron is not going to lead Thrawn's team. Poe Dameron has no <laughs> reason to ever join the Empire. No. It's it's so uh, 
it is it's remarkably outlandish to yeah. think that a guy as good hearted who yeah. hates the Empire yeah. and the First Order as much as he does would ever fight for him. Yeah. And that's uh, the problem. That that was the major problem there. Uh then you have both Snoke and Plagueis, two really big powerhouse Sith masters, are not working together. No. Um and then Jabba the Hutt, okay. <laughs> like he's going to do his best to acquire all the materials and he will do a great job. Um because he has a lot of money and connections, but that's like that's too, Jabba's a good facilitator, but we're yeah. talking mostly on the battlefield here. Yeah. Um and so it his team just kind of fell apart there. Uh we love you, Kevin, but I'm sorry. No, he had a lot uh, of interesting individual yeah. picks. Yeah, it's the way it came together. It came Very together similar to your list on your on superheroes. Yeah, on my superheroes, a lot of a lot of cool. Uh, s- some of my favorite characters in yeah. Star Wars were on Kevin's team. Yeah, uh, Thrawn and Poe being two of them. Yeah. Uh, then you have AJ's team, which is Darth Vader, heavy hitter, um, yep. as your Force user. Uh, you have your pilot is Boba Fett. No, that was his team leader. I believe was it wasn't it? No, Tarkin's his team leader. Okay, so which is a solid pick. Wait, I, he had Kylo Ren too, didn't he? As his miscellaneous. Oh, I guess you could put a fourth user as your miscellaneous. It never occurred to me to want to do that. But oh, you, mine did, was 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 Windu your miscellaneous? Yeah. See, to, to me, the word miscellaneous just makes it sound like you're you're saying you that your fourth user is almost a throwaway. Uh, to me, a miscellaneous was a wild card. Yeah, it is, it was, but it was, like it was your Joker. Okay, like your okay. Joker. It can be whatever you want it to be. Never mind. Um, and then his non-force user was Bosk. Um, and 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 the Boba Fett. Was, Boba Fett was his pilot. Yeah. Right. Uh, the problem is, is as great as pilots and Boba Fett and Jango Fett are, mm-hmm. they're not notorious for being pilots. <laughs> like, no, they have Slave One, which is a cool ship, but. We're also talking about a pilot who could unify a fleet. Yeah. Han Solo can do that. I yeah. don't know that Boba Fett could do that. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much works alone. Yeah. And he will do damage on the ground. Yes. And in the air. Yeah. But he's not going to lead a fleet. No. I don't think. Um, I'm, if someone wants to show me something right now that can prove <laughs> me wrong, I will yeah. back down. No. There's a reason he's a bounty hunter. Yeah. Uh, And so that, like... That team that team worked. And I it just I think it was against you and I I chose you. Um your your team was just better. Thank you. Um I I, I loved I loved my team. And um, once again, and once again like they had really solid people on their team. And this happened with Lance, AJ and Kevin. And the biggest thing is they chose they chose Dark Side first. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, their their first picks are solid. Uh, you have Darth Vader and Tarkin, really good solid picks. Oh yeah. You have Thrawn. You already know they can work together. Yeah. You have Thrawn and Plagueis, which it was interesting picks, but those are still two powerhouses. Oh yeah. It's the following people after that that just don't work. Uh, and that's the Boba Fett, the pilot. Uh, the Bosk as the miscellaneous. It's just like, okay, he's there. Um, and then... Was Bosk picked before I did IG-88, or is that after? No, that was his last pick. Okay. Bosk was his last pick. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And then... Um, 
It, and then you have Lance's team, which was uh, Grievous, Darth Maul, Palpatine, and Galen, uh, Galen or so, mm-hmm. uh, and Jango Fett. And so it's a it's a solid team. I just don't see them working together. No. Um, Palpatine would have control over Grievous and Darth Maul. Actually, I mean, old Darth Maul. Current Darth Maul hates Palpatine. Right. Um, <laughs> and well, then, current until he died. Yeah, current dead Darth Maul. And who killed him? Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I win that round. <laughs> That's um, true. The funniest part of the conversation was... Why do I need to explain in 2017 why Luke beats Vader? It happens in the movies. Yeah. And whether, let's say for the sake of argument that Vader was holding back, doesn't that mean that Vader would hold back in this situation too? Yeah. Let's, I'm just saying for the sake of argument. Yeah. But I'm not even talking about that. I picked Luke because it's a widely accepted Star Wars pop culture fact that Luke was destined to surpass Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Because Anakin could never become what he was meant to become. Yeah. And though Vader is by no means weak, he was never going to be as powerful without his actual organ or, or organs and, yeah. and be a be as one with the force as he possibly could be. Yeah. Um, so that's why I picked that's why I picked Luke is because um he he is a great leader mm-hmm. and he is, is arguably the strongest force user. Yeah. Um I would agree. I had thought about Yoda. I had thought about that was o- someone. Obi-Wan. Someone asked why wasn't Yoda on your team? Like why wasn't Yoda picked at all? I and really, honestly. So here, here's the deal. I, I was about to pick Yoda instead of Ray. Okay. But I was thinking like, wow, what if? Because we already know Ray is extremely powerful. Yeah. What if after this new trilogy is finished, we find out that Ray becomes something godlike? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, Cody, you were even more right than we thought. <laughs> um, I, I was willing to take that that yeah. chance because I'm sure this is going to be a topic that we will it, it'll recur. Yeah, we'll end up talking about our teams years down the road. I yeah. think because it was it was so much fun to create. Um, to me, it was just the moments we've seen Yoda are alone. Uh, Any time that I saw Yoda leading, like as a team leader the battle was lost. <laughs> like, you see Kashyyyk. Yeah. And the battle was lost. Uh, the Jedi Council fell apart. Like, I understand that was Palpatine and Anakin's fault, but it's like, you didn't see any of this coming? Like, what's going on? Um, I don't know. Like, he's an incredible Force user. Right. Uh, I just, I didn't see him as a team leader. Oh, I wasn't going to pick him as a leader. I, I, meant, I meant as I, my other Force user. Yeah. And I, I haven't, I we didn't see him enough as a team player. Uh, we saw him as a as a lifesaver in a tight spot, but that's all he was. Right. Um, and so I, it just didn't cross my mind. Mace Windu was a more versatile character to pick because uh, he has str- strategy uh, as well as fighting ability. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as force usage, like mm-hmm. his for he he can defend against dark side powers, right? Uh, and he's one of the only ones who can actually do it well uh, in the Star Wars canon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, yeah, he was he's a heavy hitter, and if he wasn't betrayed by Anakin, he would still be alive today. <laughs> um, 
no, I I that was why I picked him. Uh, Obi Wan is Obi Wan. I'm going to choose Obi Wan every time. Yeah. Um, one of the best Force users in the galaxy. Uh, one of the best leaders. He's the Captain America of Jedi. Yeah. Um. And then great leader. Yeah. Uh, the but, reason I but chose, you didn't have Obi Wan as your leader though. No, I chose Leia as my leader. Uh, because uh, she inspires hope, and everyone is willing to follow her. Right. She's a different um, kind of leader. Yeah. She's she's not, she's, she's not the Captain America tactician leader as much as she is an inspiration. Yeah, and she has tactics. Uh, she has it, as but General, not over Obi Wan. As General Organa, um, no, but she has the political, uh, versatile like Obi Wan has the tactics on the ground. She has the charisma. Yes, it's um, a special quality of leadership which <laughs> captures the popular the pop the popular imagination yeah. and inspires leadership yeah. and devotion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, which anyone would fight for her, like anyone on the the good side would fight for her um which we saw with obi-wan was willing to come to her aid just by a message saying you're my only hope um uh lando we've seen even from he was paid a lot of money to betray them but then changed sides and joined the rebellion was willing to fight for her uh uh you saw um who's my other team <laughs> uh, Wedge Wedge is going to fight for yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's freaking rebellion to the he's core He's a devoted rebellion yeah. to the core uh, He's going to do what she says uh, And then a Devoted rebel to the core Yeah And then Mace Windu He followed the Senate And she to her core Is what the Senate used to be um, And that's something He would strive to fight for Right uh, To bring peace and order To the galaxy mm-hmm. um, And so I saw that As a team leader She would be able to Uh inspire and bring hope and have everyone everyone would do what she said uh without um without a doubt right and so that that's where that came in and then the way i saw it is you have you have obi-wan as your force user uh but he is leading the ground forces um with mace windu at his back and that's right. just that's just a powerhouse there mm-hmm. um and then you have Wedge as your pilot, mm-hmm. Red One, <laughs> leading the charge, uh, which is, I don't know, best pilot in the galaxy. Yeah, and yeah, that's really cool. That's You, you, you had an yeah. awesome- And then Lando as the- You had an awesome combination. Yeah. And so I- We I both had really yeah. versatile combinations. We did. And, our, and I think the only part that the reason they chose mine over yours- was because of IG88. I and think the, that was the one. And the one. thing is that down, it's more of an on-paper downfall than yeah. anything else. It yeah. looks less cohesive, but here's my reason for picking IG88 was he is a droid. Yeah. He can be programmed, and he's an extremely effective gunman who can take a lot of damage because he's a droid. Yeah. And he's not like a, like I was saying earlier. He's not just an astronomic droid. He is a his 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 body is plated with armor. He can take a lot yeah. of hits. Um. I saw him as a gunman, um, basically just someone doing a lot of damage on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, as for as for Solo and Chewbacca and Ray, Ray's cool because she has the Force still. Yeah, and has unlimited power. Yeah, potentially. 
Potentially. I mean, what we've seen in the trailer yeah. is that this chick is crazy. Yeah. I mean, she can pretty much yeah. do anything force-wise. I mean, that's that's probably what we're going to see. Uh, but the cool thing with my team was I noticed every single one of them is a capable pilot. And mm-hmm. every single one of them is a capable fighter in the field, too. Yeah. Like, on the ground. Yeah. Um, Chewbacca is a fantastic asset because that guy can fly very well, too. Mm-hmm. And he is going to rip it up in combat, in in, yeah. a, in a war zone. Yeah. And so is Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Skywalker is so in touch with the Force. I mean, he was Commander Skywalker in... The rebellion. Yeah. So we already know he's got great leadership skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, on top of everything, I would say the reason why I like my team so much is we've seen them work well together in the movies. Mm-hmm. And IG eighty eight to me was just a. He he literally is a robot. He is there to gun people down. Yeah. And if reprogrammed, I feel that. It's not really that much of an oddball, but I I give the edge to yours because when I where I, whereas I have IG eighty eight, you had Lando Calrissian, mm-hmm. who you know he 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 is a rebel. Yeah. He's he's not. We've as much, seen him he's as not, a capable. He's, fight, he's not as much of a wild card. Yeah, he's he is a good pilot. We've seen that, um, in episode six. Yeah. Uh, He's a he's a he's great a smooth pilot. talker. He can get himself out of pretty much anything. <laughs> he is a, yeah. Uh, he can pretty much get himself out. He's of He's got that that sabotage down. Like he can definitely sabotage things. Um, I feel like he can acquire anything that we need on the battlefield. Yeah. Um, he he is a more versatile pick yeah. than IG eighty eight. Yeah. IG eighty eight is just a gun. Yeah. He's a gun. And that's what I was trying to think. IG eight IG eighty eight on the battlefield. Like, that's, I was trying to think, like, as a bounty hunter, he's really good, but, like, against multiple targets. That I was just wondering about that. I think Especially force users. That's what, that's another one. He's kind of, well, I don't know. I mean, he, he is. Because I've seen those, they, I've he seen. He is recognized as a sharpshooter, which are used yeah. in combat, so. Yeah. Yeah. He, I was thinking him, like, as a sniper. Okay, from distance. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also. If he does get shot, it's going to take a lot of shots for him to actually go down. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't be shooting him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be slicing him up. Um, um, but yeah. No, so it was it was interesting. And the people even said, like, it was the win, the, the vote for me was, like, the last shot in a basketball game. Like, that's right. how close it was. Uh, but, yeah. So, that was fun. fun. Uh, we we highly recommend doing it with your friends. Uh, yeah. Um, so I had a favorite recent read, which was Jughead, Volume One. Uh, really good stuff. Jughead. It's Jughead. Well, it, it almost sounded like you said Jugged. Oh, I probably did. That's just my. That's just yeah. my, my my hearing. Uh, cool. yeah. So it was really good. It focused on the school was being taken over by a new principal. And he was getting rid of uh, the good food in the cafeteria, so Jughead stepped up and stepped up against the principal who framed him for bringing a weapon to school, uh, and it was a whole thing. And Jughead would Whoa, go that and- sounds 
kind of intense for an Archie character, but I don't know. Yeah. Is that is that regular stakes? Um, no, <laughs> and it was it's a comedic book. So even though it happened, it was it was kind of serious in the moment, but then it became lighthearted very soon afterwards. Uh, and Jughead does this thing where he keeps daydreaming. Uh, and so, like, he daydreams that there, a time traveler has come from the future and to bring him back. Uh, he then dreams that he's in Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, wow. And all his friends are Game of Thrones characters. Uh, then, there, then there's, like, a superhero thing that happens where he dreams that he's a superhero. And it, it's pretty good stuff. Um, and so, yeah, that's my favorite recent read. I, I do recommend it if you're into the Archie comics. That's awesome. The art is hard to get by it's chip zardaski um and he has a he has a weird art style everyone has pudgy faces and it's kind of weird um i didn't like how frumpy the faces were in all-star superman what uh, a great have you have you you read that the frank miller stuff uh all-star superman i believe was grant morrison all-star superman that was written by jeff johns uh i thought it was grant morrison was it All Star Superman? I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Uh, I'll have to go look. At, I, uh, I don't know. Jeff Johns has written so much. I I forget. But anyways, amazing story. I love the colors, but the faces, the faces. and the bodies are so frumpy. I would say that's the same thing with uh, Jughead. Is it? It's hard to sometimes some of the characters. Is it's like, hard to look it, at. It's hard to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's really it. Thank you guys for listening to this. This yeah. was a really fun episode. It was. Thank you for being here, Cody. Thank you for being here, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. See you guys. Later, guys.